12.46 is the time now. Well, American politics is having a bit of a wobble. Uh, let's bring in Simon Marks, live from Washington, D.C. Good to have you with us uh, again, Simon. Um, when are you going to sort out these chaps in the House of Representatives? Uh, I wish I had the power to sort it out, Martin. Well, it I think you should have a stern word with them, Simon. Yes, They've been absolutely. making a right mess of things over Wait, the last couple of days. My son keeps saying they should be locked in a room, <laughs> given no food and never allowed to leave <laughs> until they sort idea. it out. Which seems like a reasonable yeah. idea, although last night they locked themselves into a room and pizzas were being delivered. That's where it all went wrong, you see. Uh, we're going into day three of what is frankly bordering on a constitutional crisis here in Washington, D.C. There is no House of Representatives representatives at the moment because its members have not been sworn in. They cannot be sworn in until they choose a Speaker of the House of Representatives. Uh, and as you know, for the last uh, two days, Kevin McCarthy, the Republican's leader in the House of Representatives, has failed to secure sufficient support to become Speaker of the House, succeeding Nancy Pelosi uh, as the person who will preside over House proceedings with that gavel uh, that uh, calls the House into order, but this is about a lot more than being sort of the Speaker of the House of Commons. This is not simply a position that would see Mr McCarthy or whoever ends up occupying it, um, you know, controlling behaviour in the Assembly. This is a politically powerful position. It's a position that uh, allows the office holder to determine precisely which legislation is brought up for a vote on the floor of the House of Representatives, plays a a huge role in determining the agenda of the House for the next two years and also uh, as we discussed earlier in the week is second in line for the presidency after the vice president Kamala Harris. Uh, at the moment there is no second in line for the presidency because there is no Speaker of the House of Representatives so by default were anything to happen today to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris uh, it would be Senator Patty Murray who is the president pro tempore of the Senate, a Democrat, uh, who would become at least temporary uh, president to deal with any kind of crisis that uh, arose. Uh, now, the difficulty the Republicans have got is uh, that because they didn't win the midterm elections last November um, uh, in as uh, enthusiastic and, and large a way as they anticipated, they've got a wafer-thin majority, just four seats, and that puts enormous power in the hands of the right-wing rump of the Republican caucus in the House of Representatives, uh, usually sort of described as Trump-backed, although on this occasion they're not Trump-backed because Donald Trump has now told them over two successive days to knock it off and start voting for Kevin McCarthy. They are simply not listening. At around five o'clock London time, there will be a seventh vote uh, on the floor of the House of Representatives in an effort to try and break the logjam and see whether Kevin McCarthy has done anything overnight to improve his prospects. There's no sign that he has, and indeed he's only lost ground in the last two days. So uh, at some point, uh, a compromise candidate is going to have to be found. Uh, there's going to have to be some kind of a backroom deal negotiated. But those uh, ultra-right members of the Republican Party are evincing absolutely no desire to engage in that kind of serious negotiation. They, uh, some of them were warning last night, are ready to dig in for days of this uh, ahead uh, as we wait to see uh, who is going to become Speaker of the House and how 
soon uh, the House of Representatives may be permitted to get on with its job, which of course is considering and debating legislation. Any sign that Kevin McCarthy would give up, or at what point does he give up, Sam? Well, I mean, at a certain point, he's going to have to give up. I mean, after you've had... Uh, I mean, I think 100 years ago, it took nine votes to get a Speaker of the House of Representatives ah, through. That's Since the order then, of magnitude. Right? Okay, so we're getting close to that, yeah. We're getting close to that now, and there's never been anything like this in the intervening century. I mean, Kevin McCarthy stands, I think, a better chance of becoming an answer in a game of uh, political trivial pursuit... <laughs> Uh, than he does of becoming Speaker of the House of Representatives. As Do you really think the game's stand. up for him in that sense? Uh, well, uh, I they don't just see how he's going to bring yet. these people across the line, and it's mm. very unlikely he's going to secure the support of uh, half a dozen Democrats to help get him across the line, and right now he'd actually have to secure the support of 19 or 20 of them. So uh, I think he's in a very difficult position. There are compromise candidates potentially out there, uh, including Congressman Steve Scalise, and if the name's familiar, it's because back in 2017, uh, he uh, suffered some pretty serious injuries in a sniper attack on a congressional softball game. You may remember that. We certainly covered it uh, at the time uh, here on LBC and LBC News. Uh, he is a possible compromise candidate who, who could emerge. But, uh, you know, one wonders why the compromise hasn't already been struck. We've had six votes already, a seventh coming at about midday here, 5 p.m. UK time. No indication that there's been any breakthrough overnight. I mean, it's still early here. Maybe we'll hear about some kind of accommodation having been reached, but there's no sign of that. And McCarthy mm. seems determined just to carry on putting it to the vote again and again and again in a bid to grind his opponents down, but he's not succeeding in doing that. Even political geeks will think this is, um, it's drama, it's melodrama, but it's not doing the House's reputation much good. It's not doing Congress's reputation much good. In fact, the President thinks it's not doing the USA much good. Yeah, and he's absolutely right. I mean, President Biden said yesterday the world is watching um, and seemed to indicate that he had heard uh, at least some uh, questions from uh, various international capitals about what all this meant. And there's an incongruity between him saying, that, you know, the world is watching and this is, uh, you know, very concerning in terms of what it says about the health of American democracy. And the President of the United States, who of course also claims that liberal democracies are so strong and so powerful that if only they band together, they'll be able to beat off the threats that they face from autocracies like Russia and China. I mean, in some ways, Martin, the only really surprising thing about what we've seen over the last 72 hours is the surprise. I mean, it was inevitable that the right-wing, the far-right um, rabble-rousing element of the Republican Party was going to see itself as being uh, the kingmaker in all of this. They think they're in the catbird seat going forward because with a four-seat majority, whoever is Speaker of the House of Representatives is constantly going to find themselves in negotiations with them over every piece of legislation which they will argue isn't sufficiently anti-woke, uh, doesn't get on with the job of holding the Biden administration accountable for the errors of its ways over the last two years. I mean, they are going to be in a powerful position because that is what happens when political parties are not unitary yeah. uh, and don't win the big victory that they were expecting in the election that we saw just a few weeks ago. Can I put the slightly ridiculous um, possibility to you? Because I think it's theoretically possible. This chap, Hakeem Jeffries, who's been elected... Mm. Um, 
he's head of the Democrats now, yep. and he's the minority leader. Uh, that's an, a, a historical note moment. How about he becomes Speaker because some in the Republican Party vote for him? Well, it would certainly... Uh, there, there are various permutations uh, that could play out over the next several days, and one of them could see Hakeem Jeffries, the Democrat, uh, become the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Uh, it would make history. He'd be uh, the first black Speaker of the House of Representatives. Democrats have been absolutely uni unitarily um, uh, lining up behind him. He's been uh, the top vote-getter in every uh, one of the seven, uh, six votes that we've had so far because all the Democrats are backing him and the Republicans are split. Uh, it is possible that behind-the-scenes negotiations could secure, um, if not the outright support of Republicans for him, an agreement by some moderate Republicans in the House of Representatives to vote present as opposed to voting for any particular uh, candidate for the Speaker. Uh, now, in order to achieve that, Democrats would have to agree essentially to some kind of a power-sharing deal with Republicans that would see uh, some kind of agreement struck over the formation of those committees that the Republicans, the right-wing Republicans, insist they want to dig into uh, all of Joe Biden's crime and Hunter Biden's alleged crimes. Um, so it's going to take quite a lot of fancy footwork to bring it off, but it's certainly possible that it could happen. And there are all sorts of other potentially, well, you know, other scenarios that on the face of it seem unlikely, but in a moment where there's complete political deadlock up on Capitol Hill, any one of them could suddenly spring to life and become a possibility. It's fascinating. It's truly fascinating. I wonder what we'll talk about tomorrow. Simon, thank, thank you, you very much indeed for being with us. Simon Marks for us live in Washington, D.C.